This podcast is brought to you by Uni Pizza Ovens, the world's number one pizza oven brand. Welcome to the Pizza Pod Party. With Arthur Bavino and Alfred Schultz. On today's show... Our guest is Michelle Miller of CBS News. We have pizza headlines and our topic is DC's Jumbo Slice. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the pizza party, pal. Good morning. I'm a little raw this morning, Alfred. I went to wow. a concert last night and uh, there's a lot of smoke around me. I wasn't partaking necessarily, but just saying it was a, it was a long, long night. That word necessarily seems like it was uh, pointed. Well, I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of, you know, breathing in and out around a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. Just saying. Look at you. I've seen live rock and roll LCD sound system, right? Yeah. And, you know, I feel a little guilty because there was free pizza being given away up on the second floor. But fancy. I'm, I feel I feel old, Alfred. Like I couldn't get myself up to that second to that second floor to see what kind of pizza was going on there. And it was just packed. And I want to fight people for free pizza after I already ate. Off air behind the scenes, you mentioned this and you said you ended up at Horseshoe Bar. And just the fact that you just saw LCD Sound System in Manhattan and then went to Horseshoe Bar. Man, that that that's like a time machine for me to hear that. That that sounds like the early 2000s. And uh, I went in. Uh, you know, this is just an average uh, weeknight for me. It's what I do all the time. Uh, I'm very much a man about town. No, I'm, I'm, this is like very like outside character, but it was a lot of fun. We have an awesome show for you today. But speaking of uh, rock and rollers and partiers, I do want to mention that uh, last week Shane McGowan passed away. One of my favorite all time singer songwriter Frontman, uh, one of my favorite rock stars of all time, Shane McGowan, lead singer of the Pogues. Some of the most beautiful lyrics ever put to pop music. If you want to learn more about him, definitely, you know, listen to some Pogues albums, especially the ones he is on. So those first four. And yeah, I actually did a uh, few years back was on the podcast political beats where I talk a whole lot about Shane McGowan and the Pogue. So if you don't want to hear my ranting and ravings here, you can <laughs> check out that podcast. But yeah, that was a blow, man. I know he lived a, a long life uh, when you take into account all the damage he did to himself. But man, big, big fan. Sad to see him go. What a great loss. There was a tribute song last night at the at the show. Also. Oh, yeah. What did they play? Yeah, I I would be lying if I oh, I'm gonna have I to yeah. look that up. Oh man, I didn't know that. That's amazing. So yeah, very cool thing. Um, but yeah, Michelle Miller, man, wow, what a great hang. It was. I don't even know because I said I'm a little crusty. If I've introduced myself, everybody knows who you are. I think maybe already this episode. But I'm Arthur Bovino of NYC Best Pizza. I'm the head of pizza content for Uni Pizza Ovens. And on days that I eat a bagel for breakfast and pizza for lunch, I do feel like a particularly smug and self-satisfied New Yorker. The interview with Michelle is awesome. She has so much energy, not to steal your thunder here, Alfred, but wow, like she just, it's like a pinball, like a popcorn, like popcorn. Poop, 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 pop, pop, In the like, best way. It was, it, yeah, totally. And also I like, I like journalists and sometimes, this is, how do I put this? Sometimes broadcast journalists aren't as 
haven't lived the same life as a, like maybe a print journalist has. So when you hear about the broadcast journalists, the TV journalists that have like lived all these awesome places, gone on adventures, talked to all the coolest people, that's her. You know, she's done it. She's lived it, lived everywhere. She lived and worked in New Orleans and ended up marrying the mayor, which is awesome. <laughs> we get into uh, some of that, but what a life. And speaking of her life, my goodness, we didn't get to it in the interview, but her book, Belonging, A Daughter's Search for Identity Through Loss and Love, which came out this year, wow, her background growing up in South Central Los Angeles, her father was a surgeon, and her father, of all things, was like the first attendee uh, doctor that attended Bobby Kennedy, which is crazy. So he was like interviewed on the site in the hotel that night. So it's all crazy, but her background with her mom. A lot of Kennedy stuff around the news these days right now, too. But, you know, her background where her mother didn't accept her, her parents weren't. It is the most complicated kind of nuts. And the fact that she is so sort of outgoing in spite of a childhood like that is very, very interesting. But wow, what an amazing person. And this conversation, I think, is really fun and so impressive. Attention, everyone, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. It's time for Pizza News. I have no royal pizza news for you this week. Sorry to disappoint you, Alfred, but I do have a little Chicago item. Per Pizza Marketplace, Pizzeria Uno is celebrating its 80th anniversary this month, as well as the birthday of the introduction of deep dish pizza. We get into Pizzeria Uno. I won't give it away in the interview. And we have not talked about Pizzeria Uno. I don't think those words have even been uttered on this program yet. So we got to maybe look into doing a history of deep dish in one of the upcoming episodes. We can and we should, but we need to talk either to or about Peter Regas's research as part of that because he has done a lot of research into the deep dish uh, origins and it's not necessarily the story that everybody thinks they know. Taste of Home put out a best pizza in every state list and boy, Alfred, is it a doozy. Standards like Regina in Massachusetts, a pizza Shoals pizza in Portland, Oregon, and Frank Pepe in Connecticut take top billing as usual for their states. Suffice it to say there are some questionable other choices. But for our purposes here, Giordano's in Chicago, Bavacqua's Reservoir Tavern in Boontown, New Jersey, and Bleecker Street Pizza in New York City took top billing in our most personally relevant states. That's going to make past guest Dave Hill very upset. From PMQ, few outside of Rochester, New York may have heard of Salty Bread, a regional staple in cafes, bakeries, and groceries. It's ciabatta-esque, but with more salt. Looking to capitalize, Rochester-born and raised Paul Padaleski opened Salty Bread Pizza Cafe in 2022 in Iron Duquat. I'm definitely mispronouncing that, a northeastern suburb of Rochester on Lake Ontario. To make salty French bread pizzas, Padaleski cuts a long piece of the ciabatta-like bread in half lengthwise and creates the pie on a top or a bottom. Top pieces have a bit more salt, while bottoms have more olive oil. Speaking of PMQ, Alfred, did you have something you wanted to say about I was going to say something about PMQ. Uh, I hope they have a sense of humor uh, with our last week's episode with Christian Finnegan. We had some fun with pizza trades. I hope everyone is cool with it. And I do demand we go on the cover 
of every single one of them. Yeah, um, yeah little, little, little PR note I was going to make to you on the aside off air is generally speaking, when you want to get covered by publications, mm-hmm. maybe don't talk about them being what you read when you're in the toilet. I don't know. Maybe I, I think that's wrong. a high endorsement. Is, Are you kidding? It? Okay. All right. I don't know. What? I've been remiss for not noting that PMQ released its Pizza Power Report for 2024. This is an industry look at trends and stats around pizza, asking questions and tracking things like, are we living in a golden age of pizza? Which pizza chains are dominating the internet? Number one is Domino's, by the way. Which independent pizzerias are dominating the internet? Number one, Joe's Pizza in New York. How the leading chains are using AI to sell more pizza. Old school operators making peace with robots. Watch your back, Papa John's. Top pizza chains clash for supremacy. Marco's has set its sights on the number four spot, while Domino's finally surrendered to the inevitable third-party delivery. Loyalty programs. Why gas station pizza is your next big competitor. Culture is key to attracting high-performing young workers. And last three lists here, 25 most popular independent pizzerias in America. Number one, Mr. One in Grapevine, Texas. Number two, Simon's in Des Moines, Iowa. Number three, Vito's in Bountiful, Utah. 25 most critically acclaimed pizzerias in the U.S. Pizzeria Bianco in Phoenix, Arizona. Ken's Artisan in Portland, Oregon. Una Pizza here in New York City. And ranking the top 10 pizza brands by units and sales. Number one, Domino's. Number two, Pizza Hut. And number three, Papa John's. That makes sense, it seems like. Today's topic is... DC's Jumbo Slice. Alfred, we've talked about this before. Coronet Pizza here in New York City, Morningside Heights, has been selling 16-inch slices since it opened in 1981. I'm not suggesting that the Jumbo Slice started in DC, but DC's Jumbo Slice is its own culture. Uh, Pizza Mart owner Munir Mike Christie takes credit for introducing it to the Adams Morgan culinary scene. Uh, If you don't know Adams Morgan, it's a big bar area. Uh, with a lot of the college kids uh, finding it very popular. Kissy says that he made his first oversized pie after discovering a mangled dough ball left behind by a busy employee one night in 1999. Instead of wasting it, they combined it with some fresh dough, made it a huge pizza as an experiment, cut into slices. And after that, these slices got bigger and bigger, basically. The DC Jumbo Slice can range between 14 and 18 inches. It's so popular that Pizza Mart supposedly serves between 900 and 1,200 people a night on weekends. This is where you go to sop up all the booze after seeing a show or just going from bar to bar. Um, Joe Ed Khan, former uh, Chishti employee, opened Pizza Napoli in 99, offering slices uh, from a 30-inch pie at the time, while the previous place was at 22. And so you can see they went one after another, getting bigger and bigger. Uh, there was kind of a feud for some years. You know, Bestoli, which is, I think, called Pizza Bolis by a lot of people, Jumbo Slice, uh, Pizza Movers and Calzones in Georgetown, Pizza Mart, uh, DuPont's Pizza. These are some of the iconic Jumbo Slice places. I got into trouble before about talking about the Jumbo Slice. In 2012, the Washington Post objected to a ranked list published by none other than the Daily Meal, calling Jumbo Slice the 12th best pizza in America. I'm not saying it is or was. I just think that DC should just embrace it. Maybe it has since I went to school there. This is a big, floppy, huge $7.50, I think is at the last time I checked, slice 16 inches long. I mean, it's not going to be holding up to any paragon of pizza in terms of quality, but it really does do the trick when you need a slice in DC after partying late into the night. 
I believe the great Moraka past guest uh, was talking about the DC slice and mentioned that shotgunning a beer helps with the slice. It, it pairs very, I should say, it pairs very well with shotgunning a beer. I've never had these slices. One of the reasons why we're bringing this up today is also because our guest, Michelle Miller, went to Howard. And so yes. you have a, you both went to college in D.C., you at Georgetown. So that's why we're bringing this up. I, I want to try it. I do feel like, am I too old, though, do you think? Because I'm a different kind of guy. You know, we were talking earlier about going to Horseshoe Bar and going to concerts. I'm not that guy really yeah. anymore. And uh, so is it worth my time? I mean, I feel like there is something to the experience of having this slice when you have had a great night out with friends and you need something because your stomach is just saying, what did you do to me? Fix it. Uh, and standing on the corner there amidst all of the greasy paper plates that are strewn everywhere up and down the sidewalk outside these places because people just toss them. It's kind of, you know, not cool. The city, Washington City paper has written about this in the past, like the garbage just that these places uh, kind of create by this this huge amount of traffic for these slices is kind of crazy. But I'm envisioning I, I, a lot of garbage now, a late night, and a lot of vineyard vines, a lot of Patagonia, a lot of Nantucket red pants, you know, that I kind of thing. I didn't see so much that, I don't remember that so much, but we got to remember, I was there in the uh, late 90s, early, you know, early thousands. Oh yeah, where Georgetown was just a garbage dump, so there would be no preppies there, of course. Well, Adams Morgan and Georgetown are very distinctly then, different areas. I and mean, the whole point, <laughs> the whole thing about Georgetown that is interesting, we didn't really get into this with Michelle, is that, you know, like I would go to GW but like it, it, you had to work to get out of Georgetown because there was no subway station there famously. And so like because they didn't the, the rumor was always they didn't want to have the hoi, you know the hoi polloi coming into that part of the city. And so they pushed back on having a subway. I don't know if that's true, but that's the story that we all told each other. So you had to really make an effort by bus because you didn't have a lot of money to get out of Georgetown back then. But Adams Morgan is a distinctly separate area. It's kind of more you, you definitely had your license or a really good chalk okay. license to be able to drink there. All right. Uni Pizza Ovens are excited to introduce their first indoor and outdoor pizza oven, UniVolt 12. Uni's first all-electric oven, Volt, offers maximum versatility and performance in a beautiful modern design. Whatever the season and in any weather, you can make great pizza. UniVolt is so convenient and easy to use. Just plug it in and you're ready to go. Not only does this oven look great, but it reaches 850 degrees and cooks pizza in just 90 seconds. To learn more, visit uni.com. That's O-O-N-I dot com today. It's the Pizza Pod Party special guest. Michelle Miller is an Emmy Award winning journalist and author. She has been with CBS News for 20 years and is the co-host of CBS Saturday. Her new book is titled Belonging, A Daughter's Search for Identity Through Loss and Love. We are honored to have Michelle Miller on the podcast. That book, Belonging, A Daughter's Search for Identity Through Loss and Love. Wow. Her story is incredible. This was, uh, you know, we're talking pizza on this podcast, but do some digging into her background. It is complicated to say the least, but wow, she is an incredible journalist and incredible pizza guest, it turns out. Michelle Miller, ladies and gentlemen. 
We've had a lot of CBS people on this. Uh, well, two others. Uh, CBS uh, personalities, correspondents on this podcast. We've had Mo Rocca, Nancy Giles. I have a thing for CBS Sunday Morning. It's one of my favorite shows that I've been This is all just you know, an following. elaborate networking ploy on your behalf here. Yes. Yeah, and you really got to switch over, I mean, to include CBS Saturday Morning. I, mean, I absolutely Saturday. should. I absolutely How should. How many songs do you know that, that talk about Sunday? It's all about Saturday. From Elton John point. to, I mean, you know, That's Saturday. a good point. Saturday, Saturday, I will say, and I can bleep Saturday, this out. Not, Billy Joel. I mean, yes. come on, get with no, it. No, you're absolutely right. My only problem is, uh, and I can bleep this out in the edit, my wife works for the Today Show. So it's uh, it's uh, it, it, it's tough. So I'm doing what I <sighs> can okay. with my support for CBS. But it's like I mentioned, Nancy Giles, Mo Rocca. I, I want to talk about CBS News. You've been working with CBS News since, I, what, 2004, right? Well, I started in 2003, um, but okay. I was freelancing. So yes. okay. I, I kind of, this is like my 20th year. Got I it. I feel it. You so know? I want to ask something right off the bat that is like, a, I don't want to put you too much on the spot, but thought experiment. I'm your boss at CBS. You're planning CBS's pizza party. Mm-hmm. CBS News's pizza party. Where is it? <laughs> it's a tough so question. This is it's a really tough question because and I also think that both um, Dana Jacobson, my cohort, and, and Jeff Floor have done better jobs at covering pizza in New York City. Um, I would have to step outside of New York okay. and come on over to the Jersey side. Oh, wow. Because I'm more versed in Jersey pizza. And the two places I would have to say... Uh, would be Sabatino's and Arturo's. You know, Arturo's a little more upscale, a little more, you know, personal pizza, that true, like, oven-baked, not oven-baked, but that oven-fired pizza. And Sabatino's, man, they they make cauliflower crust pizza. So, like, it's like getting my jonesing up for, you know, healthy healthy pizza. So, and I like thin crust and they're okay. both thin crust. Yeah. So I live in New Jersey now and I know the Arturo's that's in Manhattan, but I don't know either one of those places. Oh, really? Are they big enough to hold are on? Is it Maplewood? Both are in Maplewood. Are they big enough to hold a, a CBS news? For no, a party? not whole C- No. Okay. Well, not. everybody would be spilling out onto the street. All right. Yes. All right. But you know, th- those are the two pizza joints. I mean, <laughs> There's, there's, there's Casa Bianca went out of business. It used to be our go-to spot on West 57th Street, or maybe they moved, but that was our go-to spot, Casa Bianca. Um, and, uh, I, all these other really amazing spots across the waves of New York City, I just haven't been to. Yeah. No, it, it's daunting, especially in New York City. Although and, stars, I am trying stars, but I, I can't vouch because I actually haven't been there. I'm about to do a dish on stars. So I, you talk to me in two or three more months, maybe I'll have a review for you. And also don't <laughs> tell anyone, but I haven't been to scars either. So that's that's a blind spot for me. Arthur has many, many times, but I, I have not. Well, OK, I don't want to uh, throw myself under the bus too much. But I, I might be kind of embarrassing because, you know, I have had a long, long history with pizza and various 
various versions of what is, you know, my favorite. So, you know, I start like that Chicago deep dish used to be like my ultimate like go to. Wow. Oh, my gosh. The, the the OG Uno's in Chicago where I just like I just I fell into the pizza pie. And that went on for some time until I discovered thin crust pizza. Yeah. And thin thin crust pizza in New Orleans, you're gonna be really, really you're gonna shame me on this because it was thin crust pizza from Papa John's. It was the artichoke. Okay. The artichoke pizza they had that was like so good. And you know, they're really good about putting those like uh, special peppers on them. Oh, I'm just like, yeah. my mouth is watering. And I went through a phase where I eat a whole pizza pie by myself. And I really haven't evolved from, you know, I went through this sort of phase where I, that sort of, what do we call it? The, the oven. We call it that wood fire. Wood fire oven. oven. Sure. Yeah. I went through that phase. I wanted my own pie, my own little individual slice pie. And now I think I'm just more egalitarian with, you know, my taste. I I could do it all. Well, I mean, you just covered so much ground right there. I want to start where you started because I didn't. Did you live in Chicago at some point? I did not. How did did you get to know Uno? Because no one's really mentioned Uno. And Uno, I think, sometimes gets forgotten because of the chain aspect. People think it's TGI Fridays. But really, the original is the original deep dish uh, spot where Lou Malnati cooked the pizzas, the deep dish pizzas. And it's in a beautiful, almost like a Chicago equivalent of a brownstone. Beautiful building right in downtown. And it's like a really cool, pretty cool spot. And I think people don't realize that it is a genuine, cool, authentic, local, the most authentic settle, settle uh, deep dish now. spot. Settle down, settle down now. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. No, sorry don't right settle down. I like how you're Thank going you. there. Thank you. I Michelle. like it. But no, I remember the year. It was 1983. It was the summer of 1983, August, if I recall correctly. Okay. And I was there for my father's medical convention. And um, the kid. this was like a week when the kids of all the doctors, it was called the National Medical Association, would get together in a different city across the nation. And that year it was Chicago. And everybody bolted after the program for the day to the pizza place. Now, I don't know how they serviced us. You know, there were quite a few of us and there was a long line already. Yeah. But my crew bolted. And when I tell you there was a there was an art in Washington, D.C. The only the second to that place was I want to say Armand's Armand's Pizza in Washington, D.C. Second shout Armand's. out to the show. Muraka gave a oh big shout God. out to Armand's too. Right. The Armand's. It was the summer of 1986. I'm good. Wow. The memory is really good. Yeah. Very impressive. And there was an Armand's in Maryland you could go to and you can make your own pizza. (laughs) You they give you the big thick pie crust and you can pile on as many fixings as you wanted to. But what I discovered was that more isn't always better. Like, you know, because you can imagine I piled all kinds of cheese and tomato sauce and just I went nuts. But that is not the secret to good pizza. The secret to good pizza is balance. It's all about the balance. Okay. Your mom's so, in D.C. closed, but I think that the one that's yes. in Maryland is actually still open. Oh, that would be great. You know, they just have the best brunches. Oh, my gosh. The best. 
It was an all-you-could-eat brunch. And I just remember, I think I gained 20 pounds at Armand's one Sunday alone. <laughs> those are those are always uh, fun lunch memories, though, to have. Mm-hmm. Um, the pounds can go away. The memories stay, which is great. They do. Um, so, all right, you mentioned your father. Uh, you know, you have written this, uh, incre- you have this incredible story uh, about childhood, which I know you've promoted in your book and, and talked about incessantly. And, uh, you know, you can take this question however you want to take it. Um, your father's a, a, a surgeon in South Central Los Angeles. So that's where you were born. It, the word complicated doesn't really even uh, uh, express exactly what's going on in your family and people can get the book uh, to sort of fully get the story. But so was there pizza? Do you have pizza memories growing up? So, yes, I do. But it all started with my grandmother who raised me along with my dad. And, you know, you sort of get your, what you feel as though your likes and dislikes are from your from the folks who raise you. And I remember my grandmother telling me she did not like pizza. Therefore, I would tell people, no, I don't like pizza. Until someone took me to Pizza Hut for the very first time. And I tasted pizza. And I went freaking nuts. (laughs) And... Thus started my love affair with pizza. One of one of my birthday parties, I think it was my eighth birthday party, was at a Pizza Hut. Um, no, mate, it was a Shakey's. Do you remember Shakey's in Los Angeles? We so don't. People keep mentioning it. I had no connection to Shakey's. I don't recall ever seeing one in my life. But people have been mentioning oh Shakey's. Oh my god, that was such a. That was where every kid would go for their birthday party in Southern California. So Shakey's was the spot. That, and it's a very pizza parlor, right? That's the thing about it Shakey's. It's old school. It was yeah, a yeah. yeah, yeah. When you had the pizza, after your grandmother said she didn't like pizza, did you ask her, what do you not like about this? Or did that create <laughs> other trust said, issues you for you? About, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was before <laughs> different strokes even, right? It was kind of like this moment of like, what are you talking about, Big Mama? What do you mean you don't like pizza? This is like the best thing ever. It was so good. It was, it was, it was like, I think my eyes rolled in the back of my head. I was only five years old. You know, it was just like one of those. Have you seen the latest TikTok on the baby? <laughs> who is taste? I don't know if it's ice oh, yes. cream. Or it's- <laughs> There's one with pizza where a baby just eats pizza and it, it, baby's eyes. It's like it became a different human being. <laughs> its body oh, chemistry changed me. because it had its that first taste of pizza. That's awesome. That was me. And so L.A., people talk about its lack of pizza culture, but I love the fact that like, you know, Shakey's and Pizza Hut, because it's like that those are tailor made for kids. And that that's. Well, you have to understand that when I came of age, uh, well, that those are my formative years in the 1970s. I'm dating myself, I know. But Taco Bell was a thing. I mean, not like it like Taco Bell was delicioso. I mean, just. The best fast food bar none. I mean, it took like Big Macs and French fries, filet of fish, nothing on Taco Bell back then. Yeah. And the same could be said for, you know, local pizzerias. They were, you know, there was like, you know, Happy Days, like Big Al's. It it had kind of like still that sort of 
Alesque, that that kind of fifties parlorish kind yeah. of haze on it. And so there was still, I mean, you know, it was like that sort of uh, you you walk on like on the hard the hard floor, and you you could easily slip because the you know that salty whatever that meal is that they put on. Like sawdust, um, you know the piece. Yes, okay. It was like all over the place. It was just you just you just felt it was really authentically, or at least is authentic. It was authentic in a parlor esque kind of cheesy <laughs> way, but they had they just had a uniqueness to. And the Pizza Hut that I went to would have a salad that would put garbanzo beans in it. Wow, and red onions and black olives, and those were things that weren't really like I had never seen a garbanzo bean before. I'm, I grew up in South Central. So like those things weren't like white onions. I was used to, I, yeah, I'd seen black olives before, but the garbanzo bean was truly, it was a delicacy in my eyes. So just, you know, just, it was part of my discovery, you know, sort of going against big mama and her tastes she would fix goulash for me. I mean, she had quite the range too. Everything from goulash to peach cobbler to meatloaf. You know, it was, but pizza was not her thing. That's interesting. And, you know, poor big mama, because she, her heart is in the right place. And back then pizza isn't like it is now too, where like she probably was like, how can you eat that stuff? Whereas now every single human being has a love for pizza basically. And it's become a different entity. Can I just say this? When I was in high school, I went to Palisades High School uh, in Los Angeles. The best pizza I've ever had in my entire life was in the Palisades. And the the joint was called Barrero's. Any familiarity with Barrero's? I don't know it. I do not know Barrero's. They gave you a slice that was literally this big for $2.50. Okay. It was huge. It was huge. It was like a full quarter of like a 16 inch pizza. It was incredible. And we would all venture after school to Barrero's to get pizza. And the cutest boy at the high school, my 10th grade, he was 11th grade year, um, was a guy by the name of Mitch Flyer. And he like his claim to fame was that he had modeled for GQ. Wow. <laughs> sure. He Once. told everyone that too. Yeah. <laughs> but still no, telling people very that. shy. Everyone else told the story and he never told the story. Okay. That's but good. Nice, super nice guy. Good. But he would serve you pizza. So that was part of the other, that was also part of like the attraction. So there's, there's all of this, like, and if you know, like where Pally high is, it sits up on a palisade and overlooks the ocean and the fall, like dusk are are so that I guess the sunsets are so like magical. I just remember the haze of like this golden sunlight as you walk to Barrero's to pick up your pizza after daylight saving time was over. Was it over? Was it starting? I, I, I always get that confused. But it was so just it was like a, a moment in time that's frozen. You know, sitting at the table, eating my pizza, looking out the window and seeing that sunlight. Just I, I, I'll never forget it. I, I'm getting goose pimples just thinking about it. 
looks like it's closed now, but it was. Yes, it's yeah. closed. I think okay. it is closed. One of those like red checkered tablecloth places that you can almost, yes. the, the, it almost turns oh, to black and white in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. You touched on DC. I touched on LA. Touched on LA, but I want to get back to college because college is a big thing, I think, for eating oh. pizza and just eating habits in general. And I'm sitting with you, went to Howard, and my colleague here, Arthur, went to Georgetown. So we have two smarties that are in DC <laughs> that when you're not studying, what eating habits at Howard, like we talked to Mo Rocca about when he was in DC, he's from DC, the jumbo slices. Like, like, is that, are you eating that? Were you avoiding pizza? What, what was going on with you in DC? Well, you know, your first semester of freshman year, you're eating everything because Certainly. no one is telling you not to. Yeah, And I mean, I was eating the Uno's in Georgetown was like that, that was, that was high living. Right. Because it was, you know, they have white linen tablecloths on the table. Yeah. So it was sort of high end. So I wasn't eating that all the time, but I yeah. would go to 7-Eleven and get the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's college. Yeah. <laughs> I was buying cigarettes at the 7-Eleven back in those days, but yeah. Um, did you ever go to uh, Manny and Olga's? I feel like Manny and Olga's was one of the places that I remember ordering from. And there are two within like less than a mile of Howard University, but they may be newer locations. It's not like the most or best no. pizza. It was just like a late night kind of spot. No, I don't. I don't remember. Like, so Washington has changed quite a bit since I was yeah. in college. I went to college um, from 85 to 89. And um, it was a very different place than, I mean, I love D.C. I mean, I don't care what it, D.C., I still look at it through rose-colored glasses, no matter what uh, garment she wears, what character she has on her. Um, but yeah, I, 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 Armand's, Uno's, I think, you know, the funny thing about Houston's, like I would consider their cheese toast a kind of pizza. Do you remember when they used to sell cheese toast? Cheese toast was on the menu. They took it off. How dare they? I would get marinara sauce and then I would get the cheese toast and I'd go to town. And I would mix the marinara with some salsa that they would serve with the spinach and artichoke dip. That was me. Not to get sidetracked on non-pizza topics, but would you go to clubs and listen to go-go music while you're in D.C.? Oh, heck yes. That's Are you awesome. kidding me? That's awesome. No, and there, and my favorite my favorite club was a place called Tracks. Okay. Go go music was big, but techno and house music was also big. And I was big. I was a big techno house music. Okay. I loved the dancing of it. And so Tracks was like, you know, this amazing, uh, you know, dance fusion. And Wednesday nights, it was it was. Primarily, I think it was a it was a gay club okay. and we would go. They would have Wednesday nights were straight night. So we would go and just I would dance. I get there at 11 and I would dance from 11 until three in the morning. I would sleep from three until seven o'clock. And then I had a 745 class in the morning and I go for like six hours straight in summer school. That's that was my. Wednesday through Thursday routine. And there was some pizza involved in that because we go and we pick up a slice. There was some 24 hour pizza 
by the slice place we'd always traverse through. That or the 7-Eleven on campus or right down the street from campus. Pizza is part of my life. You know, what can I say? I love that. Um, well, I'm also exhausted hearing about this. And I reading about your uh, time in New Orleans, I got sort of obsessed with it because that is a city, obviously I'm not breaking any news here, that is among the most fun, most distracting places on planet Earth. And the fact that, I mean, according to my calculations here, you were there for almost a decade. You worked as a reporter in New Orleans. You also got your master's at the University of New Orleans. You were teaching at Dillard University, and you also met your husband all in just a few years. (laughs) That sounds like, how is that humanly possible? Were you just up all night having fun in New Orleans, accomplishing all these things? Did you not have fun and you just did those things? I'm confused and um, very interested in that time period of your life. Well, you know, one, I was young. Yeah. Uh, two, um, I didn't, I was a vegetarian and I didn't drink. <laughs> wow. Then that does that answer some of my questions at that so time. My yeah, sure. energy was like a bound. So I, so I think one bled into another. So the, the first, the first thing for me was my schedule. I was an anchor as well. So wow. primarily an anchor. So my schedule for, for the first three years, I worked weekends. So I would be off on Monday, Tuesday. I would work Wednesday through uh, Saturday. I, I believe that was my schedule or Sunday. And then it flipped to Monday through Friday and I did the 5 a.m. show. And so I would get off about one o'clock. Well, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, was really busy because he was yeah. running the city. He's the mayor. And, <laughs> right. And so I had to find things to do. So outside of like hanging with my friends and going to movies, I think I kind of got a little bored. And so I remember going to the president of the university and having a conversation with him. And he said, you know what? All the things that you sound like you're interested in sounds like a a, a degree in urban planning. So that's what you need to you need to go into. You need to get your degree. And so. It w- they made it very easy. I know many police officers who went through and got their, their degrees that they didn't have them, their bachelor's degree, their master's degree. The chief of police at the time was getting his, his uh, master's and or um, his PhD. I know Ron- Ronnie Serpes was the assistant chief at the time. and We were in school at the same time. Wow. So you, you can imagine that. But it was a program that you would you could go to school in the afternoon and it, it was so interesting it wasn't like work and so once i had my degree i was able to go i was able to teach but then i was thinking oh let me go to tulane and get my phd cuz they're doing it wow and then i got married and then i had my first kid and and then i sort of got stalled but i think you know i was an energetic soul as many people know, uh, if you can't already tell, I'm, I am I am an energetic person and I love life. I, I'm just I, you know, I want to do as much as possible. I'm sure I have uh, a healthy dose of FOMO, if, if not an, uh, an overabundance of it. But I, I don't want to miss any opportunity to do what I can to live a full and uh, productive life. And so that's what fueled me. That's incredible. And obviously it's evident in, in how you are speaking about all of this. But like, 
to get back on our pizza topic, New Orleans is a city that is one of the few cities I can think of that absolutely does not need to have any pizza scene whatsoever because it's New Orleans. There's there's literally fun around every single corner, at least from my experience of hanging out there. And so I guess the question is, what what was the pizza like there? I mean, I've never had it. I have no almost no desire to try because there's so many other things to do there. So, you know, I'm, I'm racking my, I literally just flew in from New Orleans this morning. Wow. And I literally walked by several pizza by the slice establishments, which were in the quarter, uh, on my way to a shoot over at Jackson Square. And I remember thinking, hmm, I wonder if, I wonder if the pizza tastes any good. And One of the places that's on my radar is uh, Tower of Pizza. I think that place has been there since like 1965. It's one of New Orleans' first pizzerias, I think. Hmm. But there's a bunch of places Where is there. It? There's Pizza Delicious. I've never been to Tower of Pizza that I recall. And I mean, I think, I can't even, I don't remember even having a slice of pizza while I was there. I mean, I'm yeah. sure they serve it. But I think I was more into the pasta scene back then. There was a place called it was more of a chain and I, yeah, no, I was a big pasta girl in the, in the nineties when I lived there and outside of like, as I said, my Papa John's Jones um, was it Papa John's or was it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, there was a friend of mine who owned a franchise. So I would always buy from there because I like supporting, you know, his yeah, franchise, but pizza was not really on my I'm sure I had it because I love pizza, but I cannot tell you a pizza place that I was like my go-to. I'm, 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 I've been racking my brain. Why don't we go through some of them and I'll tell you if I've been there. <laughs> Arthur, go ahead. Let's go, Arthur. Uh, pizza Delicious. I think th- some of these places may not have been around then, but Nola Mia Gelato Cafe, Nola Pizza. Uh, there's Margo's. There's New England style pizza, Z's Pizza, Venezia, Cora. Ciro's, Moe's, uh, that's Amore. I think Tower of Pizza. I don't want to be visiting New Orleans and order New England style pizza. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I think pizza became a post. But you'd have Chicago deep dish elsewhere, Alfred. Yeah, yeah, that's different. That's different. You don't go like you said. You don't go to New Orleans for pizza, but I'm sure they make a pretty grand pizza. I mean, even like I said. The Papa John's pizza was pretty. I'm not selling Papa John's here. I don't mean to do that, but I mean, that was right. When I lived across across the river in Algiers Point, I would I would order that all the time, all the time, and I I would order I would literally sit on the floor and eat a whole pizza. How endearing is that? Are we talking a large pizza? That's awesome. Are we talking a personal pizza? It was a large pizza. They would cut them in squares, right? They would cut them in squares. So you you start in the middle. You start with the crispy and you work your way to the, yeah. It was so good. Talk about a craving. Time is flying by here. So let's go back to New York. (laughs) Uh, you are, I mean, you've now been in, uh, the New York city area now for a long time, as we established at CBS, uh, you're a stalwart there. And I'm wondering, you have done, I I've looked it up. You've done pieces on pizza. And, um, now that being said, is there any pizza Have topic? Pizzas on pizza? Sort of. Yeah. You, you went to the, uh, pizza museum. 
Oh my god! On the dish, you oh hosted god, a whole pizza special. Yeah, I know these stories. I'm sure. If, you know, when you cover so many things, they they're in one ear, not the other. I'm sure for you. The grad student uh, Ben Sherman, who was dropping doing pizza drops, also I think you. That's did right. Yes. That's right. That's right. The pand- oh, he was so delightful. Such a oh, such a delight. So that being said, is there any pizza a uh, topic surrounding pizza that you would want to perhaps cover? Yeah, I ask tough questions. Well, you know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, Dana Jakes- Jacobson kind of beat me to it because she okay. just got back this summer from Italy. But, you know, I would want to go to the most, like, the places you never expect to have the best pizza. I like that. And do the dish. Like, the dishes, the pizzas of the world dish. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Shanghai, somewhere, there is a pizza joint that is to die for. South Africa, Rwanda. I mean, like, Brazil. I mean, I've been there. Yeah. Let's go someplace out there. Okay. Got it. Chile, you know, Australia. Let's go. Yeah. No, I like that. That's a, that's a good idea. The origins of pizza, like where pizza really came from. Do we know where pizza really came from? Naples, but just the little I know about it. It's like, yes, it came from Naples, but it's really Italian Americans in New York that really perfected it. I think that's <laughs> the, the pizza we eat. Are going right? to come for you now, Alfred? All the Neapolitans. Probably. Are oh, come they're you. coming for you, boo. Because that Napoli pizza is like the best. The Northern Italians, the pizza that I used to buy on the street, and I bought a lot of street pizza in Italy. Ugh. Sweet. So how long did you live in Italy? I didn't live there. I was backpacking through there, oh, and I spent a good two weeks there. And every day. I tried to I tried to get the best pizza off the street and I failed miserably because it's cold. You know, it's usually you buy it in those like you see it in the window. This was like 30 years ago. My first pizza. This was in northern Italy that you were backpacking? This is in the north? Well, I'm saying no, I I went all through Italy, but but like I started in Venice. And I worked my way around. Wow. You know, and the further south I got, the better the pizza got. You know, going through your sort of timeline and your history, I love the fact that you're like, I mean this in the best way possible, like such an old school broadcast journalist. You've traveled. You went from market to market. I I hope that's still a thing. And I don't know if kids have the patience these days to do things like that. But I love that. I mean, you were in South Carolina once you in Minneapolis and LA. And so God bless you for all of that. That is so cool. And obviously New Orleans, but um, we have just uh, like gone through so much and the time is flying by. I do want to ask you while we're here, your favorite slice, what's on it and where are you Mm. getting it from? Are you still vegetarian? That's a great question. No, I eat chicken and fish, but you know, my favorite. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How could I forget this? Every day I would get home from work when I first moved to New York and I lived in Brooklyn on 7th Avenue, all at Union between Union and I think President Street, there was a pizza place. Oh my gosh, what was the name of this place? And they had grandma pizza to die for. And that was hands down my 
favorite pizza. I would get a square or two every day walking home from the train station. And I just couldn't believe how it was just so delicious. It was Roman style or it was because there's a place called Bacicia um, on, in Brooklyn on 7th Avenue. But the place I thought you were going to go is uh, Luigi's before you ver- ver- veered over to 7th Avenue because the 5th Avenue is where Luigi's is, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, it was on 7th uh, at Union. And, you know, so much has changed over there, but it was kind of... Um, it was, it was, it had been around for years and it's so hard. I'm, I used to know this, the name of this place. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's Roma Pizza. It's 85 7th Avenue in Brooklyn. Roma Pizza. Yep. Yep. Wait. Yep. Yeah, I'm thinking it's, I'm thinking that's what I'm, I'm thinking that's exactly what it is. And you would get a square, yeah. so you were getting like the Sicilian, like the upside Roma down Sicilian, pizza. or Grandma Pizza for a moment. Just it's the it's all about the marinara sauce, not too sweet, arrabbiata with lots of basil and that specialty cheese. Like it's like not mozzarella, like a harder. It was matzo, but it was it had like a harder edge to it, like a a harder, stronger, sharper cheese. It was just, it was just like, it was the best. That's a plain slice though. Or do you have like a favorite topping slice or is there what you think in your mind is an ideal vegetarian topped slice? Mm. Or do you say just no, no to vegetarian pizza? The my, you know what? It's like, keep it simple. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I mean, I do all of the other, I, I'll do a yeah. pizza with all the fixings. I love a mushroom. I love, but there's just something about that plain grandma. It's all about the marinara and the cheese and simple, fresh. You can't beat it. Don't get me wrong. I, I love me some vegetables all over the place. And I love like some chicken. Oh my gosh. How can I forget? Oh my, the Trotteria here in South Orange and Maplewood. My daughter works at the Trot. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Wait. Okay. I got to admit They do a Greek salad pizza. It's amazing. Wow. You have all, it's a Greek salad on top of a pizza. Pizza crust. You get the grape leaf rolled up. What do you call those things? Grape leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the you get the the goat cheese. Is it the no feta cheese? You get the you get the tomatoes. You get the hearty lettuce. You get you get the onions. You get ah, oh, so good, so good, so good. Trotteria. I gotta add trotteria to my list. This is Can't a controversial opinion. Salad pizzas, people get very upset about salad pizzas. So you are I don't pro care. Salad yeah, I like salad I go, pizzas. I look, I have I have classic and then that's where I'm going for my specialty. If they don't like it, you know what? We're getting very controversial this episode. So, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of blowback, clearly. Is there anything that you do not think, at least for you, belongs on pizza? Uh, you know, I've had my daughter loves the pineapple thing, the Hawaiian pizza. Um, I can I, I, I get the pineapple. I, it's not bad. But spam. I wasn't going to eat it anyway, but I just don't get that. Okay. 
I think there's a place for at least a, a version of ham on pizza. I, I don't think it's bad, but yeah, I hear I said you. spam. Yeah, spam. but I, even that, I think I'm fine but with. Spam. I'm, I think I'm fine with it. <laughs> well, we've covered a lot, and I love Have it. Have we? Is the, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is there anything else you want to get off your chest while you know we wrap this up? Because I don't, I, I, I feel like you are. So have so much enthusiasm for this, which is perfect. So if there's anything else, we gotta you gotta get off your. This is your soapbox oh, man, right I now, just, pizza soapbox. I feel so bad that I like was late to the program. Like these, I had these blank spots in these these it late happens. entries came out of my yeah. mind. I love it, but yes, but hey, I got them in right. And now people can stop by and say hello to your daughter when they go there. Yes. <laughs> She'll love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And they should be playing this podcast on loop in the uh, in, in in the pizza establishment. That's right. Right. Pizza um, so we can podcast, all benefit from this. Buddy. Who knew I had such a history with pizza? I love it. Everybody does. It's amazing, right? It's awesome, and it's it's and the fact that I literally passed by the pizza place yesterday and thought as they were making, I was like, you know, <laughs> they sell pizza for two dollars, like. That pizza cannot be that good, right? <laughs> I bet a I would buck like 50? it. You can look at it and know and walk right out, which is what I do. <laughs> yeah, he does that. I don't do that. If I walk in, I'm getting something. Um, yeah. I'm a little more perspicacious these days. <laughs> wow. Well done. Um, what a joy having you on. This was awesome. And uh I didn't even I I knew you had some pizza love. I didn't realize how deep the love was, and this was uh this was a very fun journey for us to take with you. So thank, thank you. you so much for taking your thank taking you. time out thank to do this you. with us. And you know, Philly, I can't I gotta give some love for Philly sure. because Philly has some darn good pizza. Because both of the stories I did were in Philly. Santucci's, Tacanelli's, those are some old school joints. Pizzeria Badia's gotten a lot of love over the over the past couple of years. But yeah, there's a there's a good Angelo's good pizza scene down there. Every city has one. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Pizza in Shanghai, <laughs> Philadelphia pizza stories, uh, New Orleans. I mean, I, my, like I told you popcorn, that's what I think of in my head when this kind of an interview comes up. And then you said in the best way, did you know there's a Joe's pizza in Shanghai, Alfred? I did not. No, there you go. Also, Cage's Sports Bar does a monthly deep dish Chicago-style pizza available pre-order only once a month there in Shanghai. So we've got some good representation of wow. pizza styles just right there in New York and Chicago. They do a Lazi Jiding, I'm going to totally butcher that, Sicilian pizza, which is Chinese chili chicken at Joe's in Shanghai. And I'm just so jealous. Like, I want to go have a Chinese chili chicken Joe's slice. So we definitely need uh, Michelle to be assigned this story and then have us tag along so we can sort of fact check and do research for oh, her. Definitely. I think that definitely. makes nothing but sense. There's two bits that need contextualizing from the interview, I should say, because um, we mentioned the news stories, but then we kind of only pass over them. And I just want to just for for folks who don't know the stories, uh, Philadelphia pizza maker Ben Sherman was the founder of uh, Good Pizza. Twice a month pizza drop started as a way of continuing his regular pizza parties with friends, but evolved into Good Pizza, a fundraising project for Philadelphia charities during the pandemic. And yes. Philly's Pizza Brain was the is the world's first pizza museum certified by Guinness as having the world's largest collection of pizza-related items. So just wanted a little shout-outs to those things because we kind of got, got through them so quickly because we had so much to cover with Michelle. 
And I love you're sort of getting uh, peeling back the the curtain of a journalist who has to work on these stories every single day where we're researching her pizza stories and she kind of forgets they even happen because that's just what happens when you're a journalist like that when you're a reporter like that you do so many stories and you need to be reminded of some of them and i I kind of loved that little moment we had with her 100 percent. i i as part of all that research we're talking about dc manny and olga's was the pizzeria that i remember ordering from super late night when i went to school in dc um and that was actually founded by a greek Native, he opened his first restaurant in 1971 and named it Manny and Olga's. His daughter's name is Olga in 1993. A couple of other little bits here. We're talking about CBS Broadcast Center uh, and where the studios are. One of the places that I'm obsessed with is not far from, is, is right there by Times Square, Lazara's Pizza on West 38th Street, if you've never been. It's a really interesting place when she's talking about like where to go and to have a party or whatever. Like that, I would I don't know how many people would be at that party that they would have to buy out the spot. But Lazara's is a really interesting place. They do a super thin crust, like bar pie style Sicilian square, which I don't I've never really seen elsewhere. It's really cool. So just wanted to shout that out. And then, dude, New Orleans. We didn't talk about like oysters. Poe boys. Yeah. There's so much that we can talk about about New Orleans. It's it's crazy. I had my bachelor party in New Orleans, and that's where my marathon training started. A couple of buddies and and I decided to run to Mahoney's as like a reward. The Poe boy would be the reward for that. And then my best man, uh, he ended up running a marathon two years later after that, and pointed back to that moment as his starting point for running his marathon. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. We go to for my bachelor party. We run to a po' boy. You're the one that runs a marathon out of that. You get this like great experience. And so then I had to like do the marathon after that. So it all started because of a po' boy in New Orleans. It's maybe one of the greatest places on earth. And again, I love pizza. I love being in the New York metropolitan area. But uh, yeah, New Orleans is probably the best and it doesn't need to have pizza in the slightest. If there was not a single pizza joint in New Orleans, it would still be... Uh, one of the greatest places on earth. We have a big to-do list now, though, from all the places that Michelle gave us, Roma Pizza in Brooklyn. I'm going to have to, there's a grandma slice that she put on our radar. We got we got to, we got to get busy here. And a lot of New Jersey spots, too. What, what a pleasure it was having her. I want to I wanna get a slice with her and just hang and actually talk more about her journalism career. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a really fun episode. Uh, rest in peace, Shane McGowan. I'm Alfred Schultz. Follow me on all the social media garbage. And thank you so much for listening. And also tell your friends. Let us let, let them know if you like this show. I'm Arthur Bovino of NYC Best Pizza. Follow the show at Pizza Pod Party and Uni at Uni HQ. And remember, a great pie is one you're already thinking about having again before you finish the first slice. Cilantro Shane. See you next week. Make pizza. The Pizza Pod Party. Please rate and review the podcast. The Pizza Pod Party is hosted by Arthur Bovino and Alfred Schultz. Produced by Arthur Bovino and Alfred Schultz. Created by Arthur Bovino and Alfred Schultz. Researched by Arthur Bovino. Engineered, edited, and mixed by Alfred Schultz. Voiced by the fabulous Holly Palmieri. And presented by Uni Pizza Ovens. Visit uni.com, that's O-O-N-I dot com, to find out more about the world's number one pizza oven brand and 
Follow Uni on social media at UniHQ on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok.